Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, can we also just say thanks to our worship team? You guys are awesome. You rock. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Real quick. Okay. Why do we always have one of these announcements? There's a white VW bug with your lights on. 6MXR981. Okay, for our children, I see there's some children here. Some of them are already next door. Uh, so tonight, um, normally we have... Uh, sword bears and special things for our children. Tonight is is uh, child care. Although our preschool, there's still a program tonight. But for nursery and grade school, it's just uh, child care tonight. Meaning they're watching a movie, having some fun tonight. And so that's next door. But parents, you have to take them there, okay, and sign them in. Everybody, every parent in this room who has a child here tonight, raise your hand. Every parent who has a child here tonight, raise your hand. Are you listening to me, parents? 9.30. If your children are over there, you have to get them up at, I mean, pick them up at 9.30. 9.30. So that means even though some really cool things might be happening in here, at 9.30, you got to go get them and bring them back here. Bring them back into the party, by all means. But, um, but here's the deal. Everybody listen. Here's the deal, and I know some of the parents are gone, but, but you can help remind them. Later on, when, when you bring the kids back in, uh, when you bring the kids back in, they have to stay with you. That's the deal. Um, they can't be, sometimes you're off praying somewhere, and they're just like, woo, 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 and it, it kind of creates um, some chaos and some dangerous situations, actually. Um, another reminder for everyone in here to turn your cell phones off. Um, for some reason, this is just a, a cell phone zone that's zipping everywhere and creating havoc with the microphones all weekend. So if you can turn them off altogether, not just silent, but turn them off, um, that would be really helpful. Thank you. Um, just like that, that sound we keep hearing apparently has to do with, especially those cell phones that have internet access. The M What is that? Yeah, all those. Anyway, all those seems to be creating most of the problems, so um, turn those off, please. Okay. Um, really, really good news is that um, all of the messages from this whole conference are going to be on podcasts on our website. That is an amazing gift from our speakers to each one of you, because normally... In a conference like this, you'd pay about, I'm going to say, $60 for CDs, $100 for DVDs, something like that for the whole set. That's about what they would sell for. And we are saying you can have it for free. Um, you just have to go on our website. So it's blazingfire.org. Um, give us a couple days to download them. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, when, you know whether it'll be tomorrow or Wednesday. I don't know. But in a couple days, Wednesday or Thursday probably, is when they'll be on. And so you can go right to our our. Uh, website blazingfire.org and on the homepage there's a, there's a podcast podbean i think it's called and you can either just listen you don't have to have an ipod to use this you can just listen right on your computer or you can download it onto an ipod or something like that okay so thank you so much what a what an amazing gift thank you 
That means, too, if you miss some of the sessions, now you can go back and listen to them. And they're, uh, they're great. All of them are great. Um, we want to we just stop also and bless this house, Celebration Christian Center. Can we just thank God for this place? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. We want to bless Brent Irig in the back there. And also Dan Baker. We just bless you guys. We thank you. Thank you, thank you for all your hard work. You guys rock. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. Seriously, you guys, they have bent over backwards just all weekend long to do whatever we've needed to make this happen. So you guys are amazing. While we're thanking people, Suzanne, come on up. guys no thank you I'd really um, you guys know well some of you know well you pastors know what it's like to put something like this on so can I have a Eva and Joe Medina stand up where Eva and Joe Tim Kelly Tim Kelly are Eva and Joe here they're way back there you guys bless and refresh these Tammy Roberts are you around Tammy Where's Tammy? Thank you, thank you, thank you. But you know what, you guys, as I was thinking about this, there are so many of you to thank because we've got intercessors over here. Yeah! Getting us ready, setting the stage for what was gonna happen. We had our worship teams, Todd and teams, all the teams that were here up this week. You guys, our webmaster, Bill, hello, all the way back there, you guys, it was blessing my heart just to see all of your faces, of all of you who helped us put this on. I am honored. Thank you so much. Bless you. Refresh you this week. Get all that God has for you. I, I love you guys. Thank you so much. So let me do this. Let me do this. I want to see if you, all those people she just mentioned, including all the people that helped this morning with the, the setup, the teardown, the the pastor's time this morning. If that's you, I bet you it's half of you. Book tables, stand up. Stand up if you help make this happen. Bill, everybody, stand up. Stand up, stand up, all of you, all of you, all of you. Worshippers, intercessors, all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was so... So, so thankful. <sighs> okay, tomorrow morning. These guys are going to be in two different places. I want to remind you, 10.30 a.m., just in case you want to go hear them somewhere in the Bay. Bill and Carol are going to be in here in Livermore, but at Sunset Community Church, which is 2200 Arroyo Road. Gary Oates is going to be at New Beginnings Church tomorrow morning at 10.30 um, at uh, 7.04 Daffodil Court. And believe me, if you don't know how to spell daffodil, which I didn't, it'd be hard to Google that one. But anyway, 704 Daffodil Court in Sunnyvale, California. So uh, that's where they're going to be tomorrow uh, if you want to keep the party going. Uh, next week, Blazing Fire. This is, our, this is our worship night. Most of you in this room know that, but some of you may not. Blazing Fire worships on Saturday nights. We don't have a Sunday morning worship. We've always done that. And even when we get our own building, which I'm going to mention in a minute, uh, talk about in a minute, we're, um, we're still going to worship Saturday night. So it's just kind of who we are. But I wanted to 
in case you're new and you're like, wow, I love that worship, want to come back, and you come back here next Saturday, you'll be alone in the parking lot because we won't be here. We're just here because of the conference. We're going to be back at Sunset, the church I just mentioned a minute ago, uh, which is 2200 Arroyo Road. So that's where we are on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock. Um, I just mentioned our own place. This, this box up here, which thank you, there's a couple more checks in here. Uh, Blazing Fire's own place. Is, this is a pretty amazing little box because Blazing Fire, we're nine years old as a church. We still have not had our own location. Currently, we're in about four or five different buildings all at once. We're renting all over the Tri-Valley because we keep growing and we keep, and, and, we, and God just keeps saying, keep doing what I told you to do. Even though it seems like we're limited, there's also no limits in the kingdom, even when it seems like you're limited. So we just keep going. You know, we got our school one place, our school of supernatural ministry, our youth group another place. However, we also know the Lord has said, the Lord has told us, I want a place where I can be myself. I want a place where there can be the, uh, the presence that is, that is nurtured, where people can come in and have an, an amazing encounter with God and leave a changed person. I'm not saying we don't do that. I'm saying we want a place 24-7. It's going to be very different when that happens. There's a whole lot of things in our hearts that we haven't done, even though we've done a bunch of the things that we were supposed to be doing with our vision. There's much more. And so we have been looking and searching for a place. There's one place in particular, um, Vintage Hills uh, Shopping Center in, in Pleasanton that we've been looking at. And just a quick update for a lot of you who have been wondering, um, we're st we still have not put an offer down. It, it has to do with a lot of things, but we're basically waiting right now on the Lord. Um, there, we would really rather buy it than lease it. But leasing it or buying it, is gonna, all of it's going to be huge miracles that are going to happen. And, and even though I have promises about that place, I want to remind you, even when you have promises, you hold them loosely because we still don't always know timing of things. So if, if it turns out God says, no, that's not the place now, you're going to go here, and that's a later thing, or that's for another part of the kingdom, well, that's okay. I'll hold it loosely. But I will say that we are, we are full of faith. I'm, I'm, I, am, uh, I, am, I am full of peace about all this. It's like I can't, it doesn't matter what, seems to come our way, my emotions don't seem to be involved in it at all because it's irrelevant. We're just going after the Lord, and he's going to make it happen. But what I, when I brought up this, we, we have never had a building campaign fund drive or different things that some of you may have been involved in in different churches. All we've had is this little box, and we've told people, you know, occasionally, hey, if you want to give to it, put it in here. And I got some amazing news that just a week or two ago, we just crossed over the $100,000 mark. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I mean, I know that for what we need, we're going to need tons more than that. But you know what? It's all a miracle anyway. And for you guys just to keep giving into a dream, this is like faith. You're, you're putting into something you haven't seen yet, but there's that knowing inside of yourself this is really going to happen. That's what faith is. So thank you. I just wanted to say thank you. That's what that box is for. If anyone you ever want to contribute to that, and uh, I'll, I'll just say right now, since I'm talking about it, on the sides, the two boxes on the side is our offering, so as if Blazing Fire has been a blessing to you, and you would like to bless us back, thank you ahead of time, that's the offering baskets on the side, but in just a minute, we're going to take an offering once again, one last offering for the dues and the oats when we pass it through the aisles, and that's going to be for them alone, not, not for anything for Blazing Fire, okay? Just wanted to give you that quick update, um,
while we were all together about our place. One, uh, one more kind of major announcement before we turn it over to them, and that has to do with our Kingdom Training School of Supernatural Ministry. Um, we talked a lot this week about, or this weekend, about hearing God and how God speaks and, and about being obedient. Well, long time ago, half a year ago or so, when we were looking ahead to this school year and we knew that a school year was going to start on September 28th for our, our school of supernatural ministry, we have about, uh, well, before this weekend, we have about 25 first-year students and I think seven, eight, nine second-year students, meaning those that have gone on from first year going into a second year with us. Um, but when we looked ahead at this date and we saw this conference that was two weeks into our school, the Lord started speaking to us and we were listening to him. Normally you would say a cutoff date is a cutoff date, but God said to us, really, I really felt like he said to us, there's going to be several people from this conference who are going to want to go to that school, let them in. And so already, I don't know how many, but five from, from this weekend are, are already uh, coming on, on Tuesday. Five more, but I want to tell all of you here tonight that, that it's not too late for you. And this isn't an arm-twisting thing at all. What it is is some of you have been for a while feeling like, man, I want to go, or some of you don't even know about it. You're thinking, I, I want more. And this is a big commitment. It's Tuesdays through Fridays, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., um, and yet, you, sh you ought to see the stories I could tell of some of the people of what they're doing to make this work, the sacrifice, is really very humbling and, and honoring that they would do that. And, uh, and so if it's something that God wants for you, there's absolutely a way. If you want to go to the school and you don't know how it's going to work, but you want to go, all I can keep saying is come talk to our directors I'm gonna, or, or, and, and our staff. In fact, go ahead and stand up for a minute, all the staff, wherever you are. Where's Shandy? Oh, Shandy over here, Blaine and Angela and Lonnie over here. Come talk to one of them tonight. Just talk to them. Even if you're not sure, I think I want to, I have no idea. Who knows, maybe you're sowing seeds into your heart for next year. But just come talk to them. Um, do you want to come up and say something, Lonnie? Hello. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Just real quick, who has not been here the last, who's here for the first time tonight? Raise your hand high. Wave it at me. You are going to be blessed. We have been so blessed the last couple of, guys, couple of days. Thank you guys so much. But who knows God saves the best for last? Come on. So what I want to do, Brent, Brent shared a lot about the school. So I'm going to bring a couple of students up as I tear the stage up. Briefly. So can I get uh, Joseph and Christine? Coming up. Now, this is not rehearsed. I tagged them at the last second. These are a couple of our new first-year students. Yeah, let's just bless them. Come on, let's just bless them. Come on. We're all about blessing in this house. Give up what you got. Come on. I, I tell you a story. Christine's fiance, they're now married. Christine's fiance was, was doing worship for us last season for every Wednesday, I think it was, an amazing worshiper. And Christine would come in once in a while worship with them. She's an amazing worshiper. But she got so attracted to what God was doing in the school, she said, I got to go. So she's with us this year for the first time. Come on. Now, I'm going to ask a couple questions. Now, where are you from? Benicia. Benicia. 
So you come from Benicia down to Pleasant, Tuesday through Friday, yes. for the school of ministry. You have to pay bridge toll every day? Yes. <laughs> so on top of tuition, you're playing bridge toll every day, yes. plus the commute. Yes. Why? God's worth it. <laughs> How the first two weeks been so far for you? It has been life-changing. The Lord is just rocking my world, and I am being open of, of the Holy Spirit and just really asking the Holy Spirit to gain more of a relationship with him and to trust him, and he's just... He, sh he is just showing me, God's showing me his love, and, and I am beginning to know who I am in Christ, and, and he's just changing me and molding me and changing my mind, changing my heart, even, um, ugh, even, uh, <laughs> I never used to do this. <laughs> The first day, people were, you know, there was weird, I was like, this is weird people in here, because they were saying stuff like, whoa, <laughs> you know, or like, shama, or, you know, just, just like, wow, they're weird, and I said, but Lord, I am so open, I'm open, I'm open, and open, and so I got blasted the whole first week that when I led worship on Sunday, um, my everybody was like, what's wrong with you, Christina? And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm high, <laughs> you know? And that joy and that, I don't know, this, this, what we were feeling in the school was spilling over to the congregation, and they just received it, and oh, Oh, a lot of people have just seen so much change in me, and um, I'm, I'm smiling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. What's happened in nine months? And we took pictures of our students the first day, and we're taking pictures of the last day so you can see, the, so you can see the, the transformation of what God did in the nine months. Thank you, friend. Yes, you can. She was scared to speak. Hmm. This is my buddy Joseph, first year, amazing worshiper in the Lord with flags and dancing. And uh, where are you from? Arenda. I drive down from Arenda. So you drive down from Arenda to Pleasant four days a week for school. Yes. How is that for you and why do you do that? I need to get pickled more. <laughs> I want to get a lot more salty, okay? So, um, and the Lord wants me to tell you, uh, I heard last night, musical fire and it was the sound of your heart that he was hearing now in a minute or less tell me how the first two weeks have been for you um, I'm learning to honor myself a little bit better the Lord is soaking deeper in like I said the pickling process on the third day of class we had to do an exercise and I found myself really challenged and struggling inside I went back to the three people in the back, and I lifted up my shirt, and I went, Bleh! Now, I'm not usually a person that would do something like that. Um, my inner child was going nuts. So he manifested, and the miracle was that he was saying, I'm going to stay present to you in this class, and I'm going to, to be here. And so I know it's a safe place for me to come out. And I'm out a little bit already, but it's like more so see you. 
So real quick, thank you. Strong up here. So we, have, we do have an amazing curriculum for knives that, that we put together the last several years. And along with that, we, brought, we have like 20 different instructors from Blazing Fire that come in and just speak and so into your lives. On top of that, we added in the Bethel DVD curriculum last year, which, which is just more of the kingdom being spread. You know Bethel Church, right? What they bring. So that's just a powerful also. We bring in amazing guest speakers. We had Bill and Carol do last year for a couple of days. That was phenomenal. They just rocked our class socks off. We had Graham Cook speak to the, have lunch with the class for a couple hours one day. That was powerful, just amazing people. But you know what makes it special? Not all that. It's because you bring a part of the kingdom that we don't have. And when your parts come together with our parts, something happens. You have a part of the kingdom we need. You have a part, we have a part of the kingdom you need. And when we come together, the Holy Spirit shows up for these nine months, and we are all radically changed. I promise you, if you come to the school, you will not be the same ever again. I guarantee it. We had people in the class last year that never laid hands on somebody, never seen them, seen them healed before. I said, I promise you, if you come to class, you lay hands on the sick, and they will be healed. And guess what? They're doing it now. They're doing it in the streets. They're doing their workplaces. We are seeing the manifestation of the Lord just showing up in these people's lives. And not because we're special at the school, because you're special. And they're taking out nine months to set aside just to be with the Lord and see what do you want to do with me. So there's a challenge for you tonight. Any first year and second year students here tonight? Just come up real quick. First year and second year if you're here tonight. Just come up real quick. Just real quick. First year and second year. Test me up. Test me up. Put those up. If you're one of those people saying, you know, I would love to do something like that, but I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't know how it can be done, don't worry about that. This is not a commitment. I want you to do one thing. Just say, you know what, I would love to do something like that. I want you to take one of these brochures and pray about it tonight with the Lord. And pray about it tonight. Just say, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Give me a confirmation that you want me to come. And then contact me or Blaine the next two days, if that's what you want to do. If the Lord tells you yes. But if you say, Lonnie, I would love to do something like this. I don't know how to get it done. If I can do it, just wave at me. Just wave at me. Wave high. People, go give them those people you see out there. Go give them to them. It's not a commitment. We won't call you. You have to call us. But I want you to pray about it. Just ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, this is what you want me to do. Give me a confirmation and let me know. And we have that three people this weekend already. They went and prayed, came back, said, the Lord told me to go. He's going to make it happen. So they're joining us. So without that, let me get back to Brent. Following God does require risks. There's no question. Um, there's certain times in our lives where, where, where um, he takes us out on the limb a little further than other times for sure. And uh, so if this is one of those times for you of just saying, okay, God, don't know how it's going to happen, but I'll do it. I, he's, he will bless obedience. If it's him saying, if saying it to you, he will bless obedience. All right. Uh, we're going to take an offering um, once, one more time for the do's and the oats. Before, um, if you're making checks, you make them out to Blazing Fire Church. But again, everything, checks or cash that is in the offering place is going to go to Blessing the Do's and the Oats Ministries. Here's, here's all I'm going to say to you is that um, you can't possibly pay them what they're worth monetarily for what they've just poured into us, the riches of the kingdom they poured into us in the last few days. It's not possible because you can't, it's not an equal thing. You can't, 
equal the kingdom riches with money. However, what you can do, you can use this just as a way of saying thank you. Wow, thank you. There's certain people in my life that have majorly impacted me. Um, you know, Bill Johnson, Bethel Church, all that. Whenever we get the chance, whenever we're up there, we every time we just we. It's not that we have to. We want to give to them. We're like it's like this is the least we can do. You changed my life. And there's different people that will come along at different times. And that's really what honor is about, of just saying thank you, thank you, thank you. I bless you and, uh, and you're blessing the work that they're doing. So go ahead. Let's have the offering wherever that is. Cool. And, um, and, and I just, I just want to truly say thank you. Bill, um, Bill is not with us tonight. He's actually home resting, um, has a full day tomorrow, and... And actually, we're just, we're just going to pray a blessing over him. He was feeling a little bit under the weather, which is totally un- illegal. And so, Lord, right now, all of us, we're just extending our, our hearts and our spirits right now out to Bill. And we're saying, we're saying, Bill, be healed. Be refreshed. Be restored perfectly in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for a good night's sleep for Bill. He's going to wake up refreshed, 100% ready to go in Jesus' name. Amen. So go ahead and take the offering. So we just, we bless you guys. This has been amazing. I've known Bill and Carol for a long time. Good friends. We love you so much. You're always a blessing to this house, more than you know. And Gary, it's been a total pleasure and joy to get to know you. You're, um, I know this is true of all of us, but I can look you in the eye and say you're one of the greats in the kingdom. And I love the humility of your heart, really. So thank you. Thank you for pouring into us. And I know the Lord's going to bless you back for it, much more than monetarily. I know he's going to bless you back. But would you right now just please welcome and honor Gary Oates. Thanks, Brent. You know, I want to tell you right off the bat, you guys are so blessed to have Brent and Suzanne here. It's, uh, you know, we go, we go all over the place, and uh, we see a lot of things, and what I see here is over the top. I mean, they are, are priceless jewels in the kingdom, and... It was really interesting this morning, too, when we had our pastors uh, group that, you know, such quality pastors and leaders coming together like that. And, and of course, Brent and Suzanne are, are kind of the catalyst for that as well. And it's amazing to see what God is doing in this area. So y'all just buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> Actually, no, you need to just take your seatbelt off. <laughs> you just need to take your seatbelts off. Okay, um, so anyway, I mean, it's just, it's really been, a, thank you so much for inviting us. It's been an amazing, uh, amazing weekend. And uh, so anyway, um, a couple of things. One, the, um, the, the resource table back there is, is uh, pretty slim. I don't think there's much left there. However, there are some uh, green order forms that... Uh, you can, you can take advantage of. The prices for the conferencing like this are less than if you ordered online. 
And so you can fill those out, take care of that, and we'll get them in the mail to you next week if there's anything else. Also, uh, there's a sign-up sheet for email uh, list. It's not, we don't sell the list. It's not for solicitation purposes, but it's just kind of to stay up on what we're doing, uh, different uh, uh, international trips that we're taking, events that we're holding in Moravian Falls, uh, reports on what God is doing. It's that sort of thing. And so if you'd like to receive that, because um, this goes out periodically, it's not a regular thing. And um, uh, there's a, a form back there that you can take care of that as well. We'd love to have y'all uh, come visit us in Moravian Falls. Uh, I know some of you, how many of you have been to Moravian Falls? I know a few of you, a few of you have been there. Yeah, um, it's an amazing place. And uh, there's an open heaven there. It's a lot easier to receive there than most any place I know of. And uh, we do a lot of different events, weekend events. You can go on our website. It's GaryOates.com, G-A-R-Y-O-A-T-E-S.com. It has all the information on trips and upcoming events and that sort of thing. So anyway, um, I'm excited about what God is doing here and all over the world for that matter, but particularly what's happening in the United States. There's such a hunger and a thirst for more of God. And God is, you know, it's like the program is being speeded up. It doesn't take as long to get to where you need to go now in the Lord. And uh, so I like that. And so we want to sow into that more even tonight. Um, I want to pick up where we left off last night and kind of go to another level. I know a lot of you are here for the first time tonight. You weren't here for the rest of it. So... I'm, I'm going to try to make this kind of a standalone thing where you're not totally left out as, as to what happened before tonight. So just uh, bear with me on that and hope that'll all work out. So what I want to do tonight, I want to talk to you about how to receive revelation and unlock the mysteries of heaven. Okay? Good enough? All right. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1. You want to read uh, verse uh, 17 and 18. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1. I'll go over several different scriptures. So you, if you don't have your Bible with you or whatever, or, you know, we used to say, take out your Bible now, you know, take out your iPhone. Um, <clears throat> But you may want to just uh, jot some of these scriptures down because we won't take time to look them all up. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay, Ephesians 1, verse 17. We're just going to jump right in in the middle of this thing, uh, but you'll know what it says. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now, the last part of verse 17 in the Amplified uh, says that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into the mysteries and secrets and the deep and intimate knowledge of Him. Now, as you well know, not being able to see or hear in the natural is a serious handicap. 
But spiritual blindness and deafness is even worse. We don't have to stay in the dark about what God is doing and what God is saying. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, uh, Paul said that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery of Christ. God is revealing the mysteries and the secrets of heaven today. In Daniel uh, chapter 2, verse 22, it is He, it is God who reveals the profound and hidden things. Now turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If you're here uh, last night, I guess it was, or whenever, I don't know when that was. Um, <clears throat> I gave you some homework, and I said, read 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So I'm sure everybody did that, so you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and uh, read, the, <laughs> read the whole uh, chapter, but we're going to jump in in verse 9. Uh, but just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. We've all heard that. We know that verse. You know, it's the best funeral verse there is. When you die and go to heaven, then you're finally going to see and you're finally going to hear. That's not what this says. Keep reading. You know, we stop right there, don't we? Well, I hadn't seen it. You know, we'll never get all this stuff figured out here on the earth. No. Verse 10 for to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. What did He reveal to us through the Spirit? Things which I hadn't seen or you heard or entered the heart of man. What God has prepared for you, it's available for you to know the hidden things of God. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man? which is in him. I know my thoughts, you know your thoughts. I don't know your thoughts, you don't know my thoughts, right? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the Spirit of God. Just as you know your thoughts, the Spirit of God knows the very thoughts of God. Verse 12, now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God. In other words, the Spirit that knows the thoughts of God, we have received so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which, uh, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Now, those words, thoughts and words, are not in the original. It means combining spiritual with spiritual. It's spirit to spirit, Okay. Uh, verse 14, the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. Now, this is talking about the fleshly, carnal-minded believer, okay? And he cannot understand them because they're spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, now, that is an amazing little uh, phrase right there. We have the mind of Christ. How do we have the mind of Christ? Well, do you have the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit resonant inside of you? Does the Holy Spirit reveal the thoughts of God to you? It's spirit to spirit. The Holy Spirit to our spirit, our spirit communicates to our mind the very thoughts of God. It's a heart connection with the Spirit of God that the Spirit of God brings revelation to us. It's spirit to spirit. It's not figuring it out in the mind. It's not figuring it out in the head. It's not head knowledge. 
It's spirit knowledge. It's from the heart. Okay? Now, God is a God of communication. And he loves to talk to his kids. He, you, know, you know, why did God create you in his likeness and in his image? For the purpose of intimacy? For the purpose of relationship and fellowship? What kind of relationship can you have with somebody that you have no communication with? Most of us, the communication is kind of one way or it's not much at all. What kind of relationship is that? What kind of relationship can you have, husband and wife, if you never talk? That wouldn't be much of a relationship, would it? God is a very verbal God. The Word says, my sheep hear my voice, right? And they do what? Yeah, they know me and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. Now, if, if we're his sheep and we're going to hear his voice, we have to be in close proximity to him, right? If I'm, if I'm five miles down the road and I'm standing there talking and you all are in here, you're not going to hear a word I'm saying. We have to be in close proximity to him to hear his voice. We've got to stay close to him, okay? Now, I want you to turn over to Habakkuk chapter 2. <clears throat> Habakkuk chapter 2, and I'm going to give you five minutes to find it. <clears throat> Habakkuk chapter 2. Some people call it Habakkuk, um, but it's, uh, it's Habakkuk. I want to tell you right off the bat, I gleaned a lot, uh, you know, what I'm going to share with you tonight from Mark Verkler. How many of you know Mark Verkler? Um, you know, he's got some amazing teaching on hearing the voice of God, dialogue with God. I encourage you to get his stuff. You know, Google him. It's V-I-R-K-L-E-R, -E uh, Mark Verkler. And, um, and get, he's got some tremendous training uh, uh, material as well. So, uh, anyway. Okay, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. Um, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart. And I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me. And how I may reply when I'm reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said... Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it. For it will certainly come. It will not delay. I want to talk to you basically uh, four keys to receiving revelation which unlocks the mysteries of heaven. Okay, number one. I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart. Now, can you imagine a guard up at a station and banging around and making all kinds of noise? What kind of guard would that be? Wouldn't be very effective, would it? No. What's he doing? He's up there and he's quiet as a mouse. And he's very attentive. And he's looking all around, and his ears are tuned to the slightest little sound any place around. He gets still, and he gets really quiet so that nobody knows he's there, so that he can perceive anything that's happening around him. And so the first step 
is to get quiet. That's hard to do. How many of you struggle with getting quiet before the Lord, of being able to dial down and just really come to a place of quiet with Him? No distractions, the ability to focus on His presence. I want to tell you, it's very difficult, isn't it? We all struggle with that to one degree or another. In fact, David did very much so. In Psalm 62, verse 5, David's, this is what David did. He said, David said, My soul Wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from Him. What's David doing? He's talking to his soul. He's saying, hey, you, shut up. Get quiet. Listen up. He said, wait, soul, wait. Now, that's a tough word right there. Okay, wait. Well, no, nobody likes to wait. Right? Okay, so we've got to learn to wait in what? Oh my goodness, wait in silence? That's impossible. But what are we waiting in silence for? God only, God alone. My soul, I'm going to wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from Him. Now, keep your place in Habakkuk, and I want you to turn over to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Ecclesiastes chapter 5. <clears throat> Uh, in verse 1, I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to gripe and complain. Is that what it says? That's the way we read it, though. Right? When you go to God, isn't it mostly to gripe and complain? Be honest. Be honest. No, that's not what it says. Guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to what? Listen. Draw near. That means close proximity. We're going to draw near to Him so that we can hear His voice. I looked up that word listen. It literally means to listen with the intent to obey. That puts it in a whole different league. You know, my wife can be talking to me, and it goes in one ear and right out the other. And, you know, I can tell she's saying something, but I have, I, you know, it's just like, and oftentimes we're the same way with God. God is speaking, but we just let it go in one ear and out the other, and we have no intentions of doing what he says. And it gets harder and harder to hear his voice when we don't have the intent to do what he says. We don't hear as clearly as we could hear when our desire is to do whatever he says. When Samuel said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, the exact same word. Samuel said, speak, Lord. I am listening to you with the intent to do what you say. So we're listening with the intent to obey the voice of God, to obey the word of God. Okay, so we're going to draw near to listen. We must learn the art of listening. And I want to tell you, you can do this. You know, 
for example, you're in a noisy restaurant. Say there's you know, six of you, eight of you sitting around a big round table. And you can carry on a conversation with somebody at that table. And there's noise everywhere. Other conversations are going on. And you can block out everything and focus. And you can carry on a conversation with that one person back and forth in spite of all of the other stuff going on in the room. Right? So it is with God. You can connect with Him. You can block out all of the other uh, stuff going on and where you can hear His voice. You can carry on a conversation with Him no matter where you are, no matter what's going on. It's exactly the same thing. Draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know they are doing evil. Do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought. Don't be hasty in word or impulsive in thought. You know what? Well, I'd go to God and I would do so much talking, God couldn't get a word in edgewise. I did all the talking. I wouldn't get quiet enough to listen. I, would, I couldn't even get to a place where I could hear, much less to hear in order to do. So we're not going to be impulsive in word or in thought, hasty in word or thought, to bring up a matter in the presence of God. For God's in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. God is saying, let's learn to listen to him. There are a lot of practical ways that we can learn to quiet ourselves. The first way is to hit the off button on the remote. Now I go on to meddling now, <clears throat> right? Okay, it's, it's the off button on the remote. It's not only that, but, you know, it's, the, it's turning off the cell phone, the, the, the iPhone, the iPod, the iPad, the iMac. The <laughs> you know, we got so many things we got to turn off now, it's not even funny. Unplug the phone, get away from everything to get quiet so that there is no distraction at all. We have to do it as an act of our will. It's a choice that we make. We're going to withdraw from all of that stuff so that we can get quiet. Set a time and keep it. When is the best time to get quiet and get alone with the Lord? In the morning. You say, I'm not a morning person doesn't matter. When I say morning, what, what comes to your mind? You know, four o'clock in the morning, you got to be real spiritual, right? You got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. You got to spend three hours with God before you go to work. No, no. You know what? In the morning is the best time, but it doesn't matter what time you get up. You say, well, I'm not a morning person. Doesn't matter. If you get up at 10 o'clock in the morning, that's the best time. If you don't get up until noon, that's the best time. Whenever you get up, that is the best time. Okay, because when you're sleeping, there's a cleansing that takes place. There's, you got kind of a filter system that filters out the garbage and all the crud and junk while you're sleeping. And when you wake up in the morning, you are more sensitive to the things of the Spirit. Did you know that you're, you, just as you're awakening from sleep, it's when you're the most spiritually active. You, that's when you have dreams. That's when, uh, you know, spiritual thoughts, God speaking, things come to mind. Even things that you need to do that day come to your mind. God is speaking to you. Okay? You say, well, yeah, but I, it takes me, i got to have three cups of coffee before I can even think. No, because it's spirit to spirit. Remember, it's spirit to spirit. Okay? We're connecting with him spirit to spirit. So 
the morning is the best time, whatever time you get up. If you get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, that's the best time. It doesn't matter, okay? So set aside the time and keep it. If you made an appointment with a doctor two weeks from now, you, what do you do? You put it, well, you got all, we got all these places now. We've put on all of our calendars and alerts and flags and emails and all this kind. We used to just stick a note on the refrigerator, but, you know, you don't do that anymore. But we got it everywhere, and we change our schedule. We do what we have to do to get there, because if we miss the appointment, it's, we got to wait, you know, however much longer again. Well, how much more important is it to make an appointment with the God of the universe and keep it? Take that time every day alone in his presence, okay? Get comfortable so there's no physical tension. You say, well, if I do that, I'll fall asleep. I give you permission to fall asleep. You didn't think I was going to say that, did you? I do. Listen, I'm telling you, it's okay. Here's the the condition, though. It's okay to fall asleep, provided that before you fall asleep, you have connected with him. You're entertaining his spirit. You're entertaining the manifest presence of God. You have connected with him. Go to sleep. Because your spirit is connected and God is ministering spirit to spirit. You can, have, you can go to sleep while you're sitting there in a chair and snoring and sawing logs. And God is giving you downloads. You can wake up refreshed. You've had dreams. God has done all kinds of stuff. And you wake up refreshed. You wake up with a plan, God's plan for your day. And everything starts fitting together. So don't put a guilt trip on yourself or on anybody else because you say, well, I can't stay awake. It's okay. But you got to connect with the Spirit first. Then go to sleep. Okay? Cool. Okay. Okay, we got to remove, remove all the inner noise and all the stuff and the thoughts and the, all the things to do. That's hard to do sometimes. So keep a piece of paper and a pencil, write these things down, you know, as things come to mind that you got to do or your to-do list or whatever like that, so that you don't have to constantly be thinking about them so that you don't forget them, because that's a distraction from connecting with the Lord like you really should. Now, you say, well, I've got an overactive mind. I can't do this. Well, you can, because God said you can. He did. I'm serious. I don't care how overactive. Listen, we had a guy that came with us as an intern, and he, he talking about overactive mind, that's, that's an understatement. I mean, this guy could not focus not even, not five seconds. I mean, he was all over the map all the time. It was unbelievable, okay? And so we thought, well, now, you know, how are we going to work? How's this guy going to get quiet? How's this guy going to be able to get into the presence of God like that and just soak and just, and just, just allow the Spirit of God to, uh, to begin to minister to him in, a, in that quiet place? And he tried it. He came to me. He said, it doesn't work. I, he said, I can't do it. He said, I can't stay focused 30 seconds. He said, I'm all over the place. And I said, well, there's got to be a way. And I said, we're going to figure it out. He said, okay, well, what is it? And I said, well, why don't you get up? And why don't you walk? There at Moravian Falls, we got all these trails and stuff. We go up to Prayer Mountain and all that. There's a lot of nature and there's a lot of stuff all around. It's a, it's a beautiful place. And so I said, get up. And I said, just start walking. And while you're walking, start connecting. And I said, the tendency is going to be to be distracted by, you know, looking around and all the stuff that you see. And I said, but I think you can come to the place where you can begin to block that stuff out to be able to focus on God. 
And so he said, okay. Well, he started doing that. And, of course, you know, he was looking at the horses and all the stuff, everything all around. And then he, the more he did it, he kept doing it. And he got to the place where he could take this long walk. And all of a sudden, he was oblivious to his environment around him. And he got to where he could begin to connect with the Lord while he was walking. Then he went up on Prayer Mountain. He took his guitar up there, and he would sit down up there, and he began to worship the Lord, and the presence of God would come on him. Now, this one, there's probably, I don't know, maybe six or eight months of working at this. It's not easy. He worked at it, okay? After six or eight months, we had to get together with our interns, and he said, he told everybody, he said, you're not going to believe this. He said, this morning, I got up. And I went in, and I got quiet, and I sat still, and I began to spend time with the Lord. And God began to speak to me, and he said, I wrote five pages of dictation from the Lord. I, God was speaking to me. I wrote, Listen, I want to tell you, before that, he couldn't have written one word. Well, he may have gotten one word. He couldn't get a sentence, okay? But he did it. He was able to do it. You can do it. If you set your heart to do it, you can do it. Okay? Now, the part about worship is important. Elisha, in 2 Kings chapter 3, uh, verse 15, uh, basically it says that when, when Elisha wanted a word from God, that he called for the minstrels. And when the minstrels came and they played, the Bible says that the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha and God spoke to him. So the worship can prepare you to be able to hear the voice of God. I love, uh, you know, good soaking type music to prepare my spirit to entertain the presence of God. But listen, when I get there, when I begin to experience the manifest presence of God, I turn it off because it can be a distraction because you're listening to the words, you, you pick up on the beat, even if there's no words, you know, you're listening to all of that kind of stuff. And when you're listening to that, it's a distraction to hearing God. Okay? But it's a wonderful preparation. It prepares your spirit to be able to entertain more of the presence of God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11 says, Let us labor to enter into his rest. That's a paradox. Let us labor to enter into rest. Let's work at resting. That word labor literally means to be diligent. To be diligent, it takes effort, it takes practice to come to a place of rest in the Lord. It doesn't come easy. Listen, there's so many, there's so many distractions everywhere. Everywhere. You know what? You know, like, like we got to, you know... Because um, where we are, we, you can't get cable, so we got direct TV, satellite, but we got HD, okay? And, you know, you like you go to Fox News, and you know what? This thing is moving across here, this thing here is spinning, this thing over here is twisting over here, this thing is moving, all this stuff, the background is moving, There's, everything is swirling all around. It, it used to be they had, they had somebody just sitting there talking, you know, and that was all. There was no distractions at all. But now, oh my goodness, go over to Fox Business News on HD. All, they've got three things over here, and they're all flipping and turning and flopping, and the thing's going across here. There's about three little ticker things over there, and then these things are turning that way, and then this thing over here is spinning. <clears throat> do you know why they do that? So that you can focus on hearing the guy that's, or the gal that's speaking. 
You can block all of that, all of that other stuff out, and you can be selective. If you want to read what they're saying down there, you start reading that, and then you lose consciousness of everything else on there that's flipping all around. And so you can kind of pick and choose, but you got to focus on one of those things. And so it is you can do that with God. No matter what's going on, you can learn to focus on the presence of God. Okay, Psalm 46.10. God said, be still and you will know that I'm God. Be still. There, there's that word again. <laughs> be still. You know what that word be still means? It literally means cease striving, let go, relax. It means turn the volume of the world down and soak in His presence. It means to get still and to get quiet before Him. That's the condition. What is the promise? You will know that I'm God. Now, that word know does not mean an intellectual knowledge of God. He's not saying, be still and you'll have a greater theological understanding of things of God. That's not what it says. You will know that that word know literally means an experiential knowledge of God. As you get still and quiet before Him, the promise is that you will experience Him. No longer is God some theory, you know, or some guy a million miles away that you can't ever connect with. But you experience the reality of the living God in you, in your heart, in your spirit, spirit to spirit. You know by experience the reality of Him. And listen, you, you know what? You, nobody can argue with you about your experiences with God. You can argue with somebody intellectually till the cows come home and you'll lose it every time. But you won't lose it when you start talking experience. They have no argument against your experience with God. But what do we do? We get still. We get quiet before Him. And then we will experience Him. We have to position ourselves to be able to receive from Him. You know, we can't, we can't be in a hurry. We can't, we, 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 we can't force it. Um, you know, we just have to allow it to, to happen. The Spirit of God begins to flow on the inside of us. But the problem is we're so restless. We're so full of anxiety. We're, we've got so many, so many other things going on that it's so hard to come to a place of rest, to come to a place of peace, to come to a place of stillness and to get quiet before Him. And right now, even in the midst of all of this and the worship and all of that, you know, a lot of us are just really kind of uptight. You know, we're, a lot of us just really aren't at a place of peace, inner peace, a place of real rest, okay? So we're going to take just a moment, and we're going to enter into his rest. Right now, we're going to get still. We're going to do what it said, be still. We're going to cease striving. We're going to let go. We're going to let go of all of the junk, our agenda. We're going to let go of everything. We're going to relax. We're going to turn the volume of the world down. Okay? There's what I want you to do. I want you to just consciously relax your body. Relax your shoulders because your shoulders are probably uptight. Your neck is a little tense. You know, some of you, your hands are, you know, you're, 
you're gripping your hands, your, your, your legs, your feet. Okay? So I want you to just totally relax your muscles consciously. Just do that. And I want you to just take a real deep breath. Just breathe in, hold it for a second, and just breathe out and just come to a place of total rest, a place of peace. Father, we invite your presence. We invite your peace to come. God, just let a blanket of peace come down over every person in this room. We ask you to release peace in our heart and in our mind. Totally relaxed in his presence. Now, that feels real good, doesn't it? What happened when I said that? Did you come to a place of just relaxation and peace? Yeah. I wish you could see it from here. A bunch of you started yawning and just kicking back. And You see, you did it as an act of your will. It was a choice that you made to do that. You can do it every day. And it's so much easier to focus in and tune into the things of the Spirit when you're relaxed. Did you know that our spirit, soul, and our body are all interconnected? It's not three concentric circles. They're all interconnected. If you're not doing well physically, it affects you emotionally. It affects you spiritually. All three go together. So the more relaxed you are, the more that you can come into that place of peace and rest in the Lord, the easier it is to be able to receive from Him and to connect with Him. Okay? Did you all experience it? Did you experience peace? All of a sudden, it's like, whoa. You just kind of let the guard down. You just kind of let things drop, right? Pretty cool, huh? Okay, so we're going to get still. We're going to get really quiet and wait in his presence. That's number one. Number two, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. I will keep watch to see. Now, again, just like the, like the guard on the tower. You see, with the same intensity that that guard is looking for the enemy, we are looking with our eyes and we're listening with our ears to see the Lord, to see any movement in the spirit realm, anything going on in the kingdom of God. We're focusing in on that with that same intensity where our eyes are open, our eyes are looking. We are looking. We are looking in order to see. You remember we listen in order to hear. We hear in order to do. We look in order to see. How does God speak to us? He often speaks to us a lot of different ways. 
but one of them is through dreams and through visions. Through our, our, our eye gate, through the screen of our mind. We talked about that last night. Okay? Uh, Numbers uh, chapter 12, verse 6. <clears throat> says, if there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, shall make myself known to him in a vision. I shall speak with him in a dream. Now, God said, I'm going to make myself known to you. I'm going to reveal myself to you in a vision. And I'm going to speak with you in a dream. You say, well, I'm not a prophet. Well, that's all right. You don't have to be. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. In the last days, young men shall see visions, and old men will dream dreams. Last night we said, well, what's the difference between a vision and a dream? Job 33, verses 14 through 16. Basically, it says a dream is a vision of the night. Right? So we are all, we all, we're either old or we're young. And I used to look at that and I thought, you know, bummer, you know, because I'm an old man now, I don't get to have visions. <laughs> Actually, I'm an advantage because I get to do it at night. You got to do it in the daytime. <laughs> okay? So, dreams and visions where we can see what God's doing. We can see into the heavens. John 5, 19, <coughs> Jesus only did what he saw the Father do. If Jesus only did what he saw the Father do, guess what would happen if we only did what we saw the Father do? Oh, my goodness, look out. You know what uh, 1 John 4, 17 says, the end? As he is, so also are we in this world. We have that ability to see what God is doing. We have the, the ability to respond. You know, last night we talked about, uh, from the book of Daniel, how that... Uh, Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar both had dreams and visions in their mind, in their head, not with their natural physical eye, in their mind, in their head. They saw angels, they saw God, they saw Jesus, they saw all kinds of stuff in the spirit realm, in visions or dreams in their mind. And we said that encounters, because, you know, in, in, while they were looking in the vision, they kept looking around. Remember last night we kept underlining, I, I kept looking, I kept looking, I kept looking, I looked and I looked and I kept looking and I kept looking and I kept looking in the vision. And they saw themselves, Daniel saw himself in the vision. Have you ever seen yourself in a dream? Have you ever seen yourself in a vision? Yes. There's no difference in you seeing yourself in a vision or a dream or Daniel seeing himself in a vision or a dream. It's the same thing, okay? So we said that encounters with God, with Jesus, with angels, in visions or in dreams in our, in our mind or in our head are actual supernatural encounters. They're actual spiritual encounters, just exactly like Daniel experienced. There is no difference. You are experiencing the things of the Spirit. You just have to give credit to where it's coming from. We argue, we talk ourselves out of it, we listen to the voice of the enemy saying, well, you're just making that up. That's just your mad. That's not God. You're, that's just you. No, it's God. And we need to learn to listen. That's where the discerning spirits come in. You've got to get last night's uh, podcast <clears throat> if you missed that because we go into all of that. Turn over to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. <clears throat> and I want to read uh, beginning in verse 1. <coughs> Excuse me. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. 
After these things, I looked. Now, what was he looking for? He was looking in order to see, right? He was looking heavenward. He was looking in the spirit realm. After these things, I looked, and behold, he saw something. He was looking to see, and he saw a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard, in other words, he was listening in order to hear, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, come up here, and I'll show you what must take place after these things. Immediately, I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was standing in heaven, and one sitting on the throne. Immediately, he was in the throne room. He looked in order to see. He saw he was listening in order to hear, and he heard, and boom, he was in the throne room. You can do exactly the same thing. Last night, we did a little exercise, and I want to, I want to refresh you on that. If you weren't here last night, just go along with me on this, okay? What I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes. Everybody, just close your eyes, <clears throat> and I want you to picture your kitchen, okay? Just picture your kitchen. On the screen of your mind, picture your kitchen. You may look at it from different angles, or it may be real clear, crystal clear. I mean, you can see the little speck of dust on the counter. Or it may just be kind of vague, you know, just not real clear, kind of distant, but, but yet you can see your kitchen. You know, you pretty much know, you know, where everything is. You can see everything. Okay, does everybody see your kitchen? Does anybody not see your kitchen? If you do not see your kitchen, raise your hand. I want to see. Anybody? Okay. One, two, three, four. Okay. Good. Okay. You'll, you'll see before this thing is over. Now, like I said last night, if you can see your kitchen, you can see in the Spirit. It's the same mechanism that you see, that, that imagery in your mind's eye that you see is the same way, that it's the same mechanism that you use to see in the realm of the Spirit. It's exactly the same thing. We talked about the, our sanctified imagination last night. That's what that is, okay? Now, <clears throat> here's what I want you to do. You remember the story of, of, of Jesus at the well, the woman at the well? Everybody remember the story? Okay, I want you to close your eyes, and this time I want you to picture Jesus sitting at the well, Okay? Now, like we talked about last night, I want you to look around in the vision. I want you to picture this in your mind's eye, on the screen of your mind, the eye of your spirit. You see Jesus sitting at the well. Now, look around. Look at the terrain. Look at the landscaping. Okay? You're all seeing it from all different perspectives. Look at the well. Take a close look at the well. Now, if we, were to, if we were to get you all to describe the well, we'd get a lot of different descriptions, but we're all at the, at the well because we're seeing it all from different perspectives, okay? And then this lady comes up, and they start talking, okay? Does everybody, does everybody see Jesus at the well, and everybody see this lady walk up, and they start talking? Does everybody see that? Does anybody not see that? Okay, two, three. Okay, good. So, okay, good. Now, you see, you see that. Now, 
just like Daniel last night, we talked about Daniel seeing himself in the vision. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to see yourself walk up in the mix, okay? You walk into that picture, see yourself there, and let's just see what happens, okay? Focus intently upon Jesus. Okay, now what just happened? Did everybody see yourself there? How many of you had an encounter with Jesus? How many of you, how many of you, did, there was communication, either verbal or nonverbal, when you saw him and he saw you, something happened? How many, okay. Uh, a couple of you, just stand up and tell me what just happened. Stand up real quick. A couple of you, just stand up, shout it out. What happened? Okay, he, motioned, he said, okay, listen, watch. Yeah. He's saying, okay, see what's going to happen. Yeah. What happened? Uh, uh, Jesus was there, and I said, how are you doing today? You said, how are you doing to Jesus? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing great. He said he's doing great. And the lady, the lady that was coming, she said, sir, can I help you? Can I, because uh, I had a camel, and she says, can I give you a camel water? The, okay, the lady said, can I give you a camel water? I think Jesus, she said, oh, I think Jesus wants to talk to you. Okay, cool. What happened? Um, he just got up, and uh, he was sitting down with her and, at the well, and then he got up, and he hugged me, and he had this great smile on his face, and, and then he said, come and join me. Oh, cool. Wow, great. Okay, over here. Get over here. Well, I'm gonna, and then you're going to have to run back over there. We'll get these, get these two, and then that'll be it. Okay. okay he, uh, he welcomed me to where he was at. And he wanted me to sit down and talk to him the same as that man said. Cool. All right. Okay, what happened? Okay, these two right here. <laughs> Getting exercise. What happened? Um, Jesus took my hand. He was talking to her. He took my hand, and I was standing there, and I said, I can't hear what you're saying. And he said, that's because what I'm saying to her is private. And then, you know, when I'm dealing with you, it's private too. Oh, cool. Okay. So I walked over. To, I walked over to him, and the first thing he did was he came and he just totally put his arm around me and said, "You're my baby girl," and pulled me in tight to him. And, and then he said, "I want you to, I want you to help me love on this woman right now." Wow, is that not cool or what? Do you know what just happened? We painted a picture to get you to the place to connect with Jesus. Do you realize that? I didn't, did I say anything about talking to him, about him talking to you? I didn't say anything about any of that stuff. 
we painted a picture to get you to that place to connect with him. And then look what just happened. Everyone, you, you, you had an encounter with him on the level that you needed it. God spoke to you in a way that you, what, you, what you needed, he ministered to you just now. Now, let me ask you a question. Was that a real encounter with Jesus? Yes. yes. That was just as real as Daniel. That was just as real as if Jesus himself walked in here and stood right here before you and did that very act of welcoming you. Got up and he hugged you or he said, hey, have a seat next to me. I missed you. I've been, I've been waiting for you to show up. 